SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome to our number two of a Tuesday edition of the Morning After, live from Los Angeles, right here on SportsGrid. Sirius XM, Channel 159, the home for SportsGrid Radio on Sirius XM. And all across the SportsGrid network, I am Ben Stevens, live from the Super Bowl Media Center, downtown Los Angeles, in the L.A. Convention Center, where SportsGrid will be all week long we look at the big game some of the coaching news around the nfl and in this second hour we go around the association and then some guests finally live on set sports grids megan payton joins us for a couple of prop plays fun to keep an eye on for super bowl sunday in a huge tuesday night in college basketball john fanta joins us later in this second hour to go around the entire country in some of the best games you need to know for this tuesday evening to fill the void until we get to Super Bowl Sunday. The line has not moved. The spread has stayed at four points in favor of Los Angeles. The over-under now at 48 and a half. It has pretty much remained the same for the last couple of days on the FanDuel Sportsbook as we look forward to Super Bowl Sunday. Now under a week away. Speaking of unders and overs, if that 48 and a half did not entice you to go to the FanDuel Sportsbook and place a wager. Maybe an alternate total will do. Maybe you think we see an offensive shootout come Super Bowl Sunday inside SoFi Stadium between Cincinnati and Los Angeles. Maybe it's just one more point over that total of 48.5 when we go over 49.5 at even money at plus 100. Maybe we go 53.5. Another touchdown up there at plus 130. Maybe you go even higher. Maybe you think we see a ton of points. That's plus 160, by the way, at 53.5. And And over of 57.5 with a juicy plus money price at plus 270. Let the trend be your friend. In the last 12 Super Bowls, we have gone over this total of 48.5 seven times. All seven of those overs also over a 50-point mark as well. Might we get into the 50s for the Bengals and the Rams come Super Bowl Sunday? The Bengals under in four straight. The Rams have split their last 10 totals, five overs and five unders as well. So that is the stage that we are setting for Super Bowl 56 on Sunday. We have focused on a ton of scoring and when it might happen at SoFi on Sunday, but we also need to continue to look around the National Football League. Nine head coaching vacancies entering this offseason now All of them have been filled. We first go to New Orleans, where Dennis Allen, the defensive coordinator for the Saints for the past six seasons, was promoted to head coach after Sean Payton announced he was stepping down earlier in this offseason. So Dennis Allen gets his second crack as a head coach in the NFL. A uh, a couple of years ago with the then Oakland Raiders, now the Las Vegas Raiders, but Dennis Allen has elevated New Orleans to a top-five defense each of the last two years, both scoring defense and total defense as well, ranking fourth this past season in 2021, seventh in total defense across the league this past year. Also, when you look at some coaching news, not a head coach, but a former interim head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, Rich Passaccia is going to be the defense or the special teams coordinator rather in Green Bay. And we know the Packers struggled with special teams all 
season long. In fact, it ended up costing them in that NFC divisional round against the San Francisco 49ers late in that fourth quarter. The Packers held a touchdown lead. A punt was blocked deep in their own end and returned by San Francisco for a touchdown. A welcome to our Sports Grid radio audience here. The second hour of the morning after on this Tuesday underway live from Los Angeles inside the Super Bowl Media Center live on the FanDuel Sportsbook set. You are listening on Sirius XM Channel 159, our terrestrial radio affiliates as well. I am Ben Stevens. Super Bowl 56 now just a few days away. The Rams a four-point favorite, the over-under 48-and-a-half. We have focused on scoring. We have looked at all of the totals, both alternate overs and unders, to find you some profitability come Sunday. Now we look around the NFL, some of the coaching news we have seen over the last 24 hours. All nine head coaching vacancies across the league have been filled. Lovey Smith, the new head man for the Houston Texans. Dennis Allen promoted from defensive coordinator, now the head coach in New Orleans. The Saints, 30-1 to to win the 2023 Super Bowl. The Houston Texans, 180-1 to to win the 2023 Super Bowl. The longest odds on the board. It will be interesting to see where the Saints price ends up as it pertains to the rest of the NFC South. A lot of turmoil in that division here now in the offseason. A lot of change and uncertainty ahead in the NFC South. No longer is Tom Brady the quarterback in Tampa Bay who will be the new starting QB by the time we get to the 2022 NFL season. A staple of the NFC South. Sean Payton no longer there in New Orleans. A new head coach in Dennis Allen keeping some of that consistency as well from Sean Payton's former staff. Of course Dennis Allen the defensive coordinator in New Orleans each of the past six seasons but what will happen with the Carolina Panthers is Sam Darnold their quarterback of the future many were calling for the job of head coach Matt Rule into this offseason as well it seems like the end of an era in Atlanta at least soon for Matt Ryan so the Saints 30 to 1 to win next year's Super Bowl the Bucks have slightly better odds at 22 to 1 but how will that look in the NFC South divisional market when that becomes available later on in this offseason so our number two just underway here live from Los Angeles on the morning after on SportsGrid coming up next we switch it from football to basketball around the association and all you need to know in the NBA stay with us here on the morning after SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Live from Los Angeles for Super Bowl week, all week long here on the morning after on SportsGrid. Sirius XM, Channel 159, and all across the SportsGrid network, I'm Ben Stevens. Football is the focus, but we're also pretty close to Crypto.com Arena, just across the block here in downtown Los Angeles, right across the street from the Los Angeles Convention Center. A great game tonight. In, in, I was going to say Staples. That's what it was for me growing up in Crypto.com Arena between the Lakers and the Bucks. We will preview that game later on in our third hour here on the morning after. But let's look back on last night and some of the best action around the association. And an update from some all-star reserves will be filling in for 
two players that cannot make it to Cleveland for the All-Star game. Draymond Green and Kevin Durant unavailable to play. Solomelo Ball and DeJounte Murray named to the All-Star game. They will replace KD and Draymond. The All-Star break now just two weekends away in Cleveland, Ohio. Shams also reporting here in the last couple of minutes that the New Orleans Pelicans have been increasing their talks to try to get C.J. McCollum from the Portland Trailblazers in serious discussions right now to get McCollum from Portland. We'll keep you updated on all of those stories because the trade deadline in the NBA is just a few days away. So the All-Star break, two weekends away. The trade deadline certainly in just a few days as well. So as we go around the association, some of the action from last night across the league. If you don't know about the team from the Great White North and the Toronto Raptors right now and what they are doing, well, they're playing some darn good basketball. They have won six straight games and last night beating the Charlotte Hornets 116-101. They've won six straight, they've covered in six straight, and they've also won 10, or excuse me, eight of their last 10 games. And in each of those eight wins, they have covered that number, covering last night as a one-and-a-half point favorite on the road. They opened as a slight underdog, a pick underdog against the Hornets, then flipping to the favorite and covering that one-and-a-half point spread. So eight of their last 10 games for Toronto have been wins, and again, they have covered every time they have won a basketball game. A total of 225 and a hook stays under last night, snapping a three-game overstreak for the Raptors. Charlotte now, who was scoring a ton early on in the NBA season, under in five straight and under in nine of their last 12 contests as well. Toronto, all five starters scoring in double figures last night, led by Pascal Siakam, 24 points, 11 boards, eight assists, doing it all for the Raps last evening against Charlotte. Now Toronto, the ninth best odds to win the Eastern Conference as we have seen some changes in this marketplace over the last 48 hours. Toronto 49 to 1 to win the East. That the ninth best odds at the moment. They were 65 to 1 in the preseason, so $16 of movement in their favor. Charlotte remains at 65 to 1, their same preseason price, the one they currently occupy. The Brooklyn Nets Still the favorite at plus 185 in the Eastern Conference, but that number was plus 135 just about 48 hours ago. The Brooklyn Nets have lost eight straight. The Milwaukee Bucks in action across the street tonight against the Lakers, the second best price at plus 270. The Sixers have made their way up the board as well. A huge one for Philadelphia in the city of brotherly love later this evening against the NBA's best. We'll preview that game in just a couple of minutes. So as we look at the NBA's best, that would be the Phoenix Suns, 43-10. The second best odds to win the Western Conference title right now at plus 250 on the FanDuel Sportsbook, only 20 cents behind the Golden State Warriors at plus 230. The Lakers in action, hosting the Bucks at Crypto.com Arena tonight, plus 850, the fourth best odds in the West. They were plus 195 as the preseason favorites to begin the year, and the Utah Jazz, they're in that fourth spot at 5-1. to one. So the Phoenix Suns have made their way up this board, plus 850, for some reason in the preseason, despite winning the West last year, keeping a lot of their same roster and coaching staff, but plus 850 in the preseason, now $6 of movement already before the All-Star break in their favor, just 20 cents behind the dubs at plus 250. And the Suns do what they do best. They continue to win basketball games. They will be on the second leg of a back-to-back tonight in Philly, but a tough East 
Coast or Eastern Conference trip at the very least with a big win for Phoenix last night in Chicago, beating the Bulls 127-124. Phoenix does not cover as a six-and-a-half-point favorite, but another win streak for the Phoenix Suns has already begun. They had won 11 straight. That was snapped late last week. Now they have won back-to-back games. Phoenix has had an 18-game winning streak this year, an 11-game winning streak, and now have won two straight with a victory over Chicago last night. Phoenix has won 13 of their last 14 games. They are 43-10 and 10 straight up. That's the NBA's best record across the entire association. They are also profitable when you bet the Phoenix Suns. 29-24 ATS, and they have been favored in 48 of their 53 games. And their record against the spread as a favorite, 26 and 22 ATS. That's what makes what Phoenix has done, in my opinion, all that more impressive. Because when the odds have you winning basketball games, when they book you as a favorite, meaning, hey, you're supposed to at least go out there and win this game by a margin to cover that number when you are expected to do so, shows that you are a very good basketball team. Phoenix 26 and 22 against the spread in 48 of 53 games this year booked as a favorite. Phoenix has been a favorite in six straight games, 24 of their last 25, which makes the number tonight against the Philadelphia 76ers rather intriguing. Let's go get that latest line for tonight in Philly. The Sixers still a slight favorite, favored by one on that spread. But when you look at the money line right now, very, very tight for Phoenix and Philadelphia. The Sixers, a minus 110 favorite, but look at the Suns price at minus 106. The over-under up in the last hour from 217 in a hook now to 219 and a half on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Philly on the other side. They beat Chicago as Phoenix did last night. Philly beat Chicago on Sunday night, covering in that game as a four-point favorite. Right now, they are a favorite for tonight's contest against Phoenix, but not nearly as good as the Suns when booked as a favorite this year. Philly just 15-18 and 18 against the number so far this season when booked as a favorite. Speaking of book, and Booker, Devin Booker last night, 38 points for the Suns. He has scored at least 30 in three of the last four for Phoenix. And Chris Paul continues to fill up the stat sheet as he has done all season long. Another double-double last night. 19 points, 11 assists against the Bulls. They take that positive momentum now on the second game of a back-to-back tonight in Philadelphia against the Sixers. My producer, John Shames, a rabid NBA fan, giving me the update that C.J. McCollum officially has been traded from Portland to New Orleans. The Pelicans making a splash, and now that guard backcourt that we have seen for so long in Portland with Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum is starting to look a little bit different up in the Pacific Northwest. So as we look again at the Sixers and the Suns tonight, we can also talk about the NBA MVP race because Joel Embiid in the Sixers' most recent win on Sunday against the Bulls, 40 points and 10 boards against the Bulls. His 20th career game with at least 40 and 10 when it comes to adding up those double-doubles. And now Joel Embiid leads the league in scoring, averaging 29.3 points per game. He is also the favorite to win the NBA MVP at plus 
2.30. Nikola Jokic, the reigning most valuable player in the association, $8 behind at plus 3.30. And stop me if you've heard this before. The Bucks in action tonight across the street at the Crypto.com Arena against the L.A. Lakers. And Giannis will lead the charge, plus 3.60, the third best odds to win the NBA MVP. Joel Embiid, if you are looking in the prop market tonight for this great showdown against the Phoenix Suns, he has had 36 or more points in three of the last six for Philadelphia. The others that he did not reach that 36-point mark at the minimum, he had 26 and then 27 twice. 27 and 14, two-game go for the Philadelphia 76ers. A great slate around the association this evening in the NBA, also in college basketball that we'll discuss a little bit later on. But coming up next, Sports Grid's Megan Payton joins us live on set here, live in downtown LA in Super Bowl Media Center for some Super Bowl prop plays you should keep an eye on. Stay with us here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Live from Los Angeles for Super Bowl week here in the Super Bowl Media Center in the L.A. Convention Center, downtown City of Angels, the morning after each and every weekday on SportsGrid in Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens. So very pleased right now to be joined by another human being on this beautiful FanDuel Sportsbook set. It is Megan Payton from SportsGrid joining us here. Megan, a busy, busy week for you. Super Bowl now in Los Angeles. Pro Bowl last week in Las Vegas. Have you slept much in the last five, seven days? You know, this is probably going to be the hardest two weeks to beat. It's yeah. been a fun time. And thank you, Ben, for having me on here. This is a lovely set here at Radio Row. Um, it, it, it was a lot of fun. Vegas, we got some some cool player interviews and a lot more coming. So I'm teasing right now, but we've got some uh, great stuff from you know rookie running back Najee Harris. He Ooh. is a fun Fun guy. Uh, Micah Parsons giving us a little bit of his superstitions and what he does pregame each week. Um, so really just rolling out all of those as the weeks go on. But now we're here in L.A. and we're switching to Super Bowl. It's a lot of fun things. I I'm saw, excited. I saw you talk to Max Crosby. Yeah. I saw you chopping it up with Cam Jordan in the hotel. I mean, the access <laughs> that you had in Vegas at the Pro Bowl, how great of an experience was that? Oh, my gosh. It's incredible. The Pro Bowl to me, you know, people can talk about the game, and we can get into that yeah. later. But if you want to. We can. <laughs> but, the, you know, the Pro Bowl itself and the whole concept of it, I yeah. think the players just really enjoy it. You get to be with your friends. They're so casual. They're laid back. And Cam Jordan, honestly, he's maybe one of the most underrated guys as far as who they are off the field. He's yeah. so fun. And, I mean, I said this in the interview with him. He's definitely going to be a broadcaster in his future. He is one of the funniest guys, I think, across the entire National Football League. I've seen some <laughs> interviews with Cam Jordan. He'll jump into interviews even if he's not the one that's the focus of the camera. He truly has a great personality. And, of course, plays for the New Orleans Saints yep. on that defensive side of the football, promoting Dennis Allen to be the new head coach in New Orleans yesterday. Obviously worked under your father, Sean Payton, for the past six seasons. What can you tell us about Dennis Allen as he takes on this new adventure? 
Man, I, I'm I'm really excited for Da. He is not only Da. I like DA, that. That's, that's how yeah, you know Megan Payton knows her stuff. Calls him Da. DA. Anytime you get a nickname with a football guy, there that's you good go. stuff. Uh, he's not only an amazing coach, but an awesome guy. He's got a great family, and you know I think this is a really good choice for the Saints. Mm -hmm. And you know, hearing the news, hearing people's reactions, you got to think about it this way. They didn't, you know, it's different when you fire a coach right. and you think about, hey, we've got to rebuild this. We've got to kind of start from zero. What are we going to do? I do think that the Saints have a really good system set in place, and a lot of that is from what Dennis Allen has done, yeah. you know, with this defense. They're a top-five defense. Dennis Allen has had a lot of success. I think that he's going to, you know, kind of continue with what he's done already there. And right. now we're going to get to see a guy who's very detail-oriented. He's calm. He's collected. And I think he's going to provide, you know, something new, but at the same time keep with a similar system. People keep saying, yes, this is a new era for New Orleans with Drew gone, with my dad gone, right. with the quarterback situation still being very much unknown. But I think that they have a really good you know, structure set in place. And that's what GM Mickey Loomis said yesterday as well. Dennis Allen was always the front runner. They yeah. wanted to hear from some outside opinions as well to see what they might have out there. But to can keep that congruity, can keep that consistency with Dennis Allen taking over was always the goal in New Orleans. It's weird to say, but the Saints actually might have like the most stable quarterback battle moving into next year in the NFC South. It's a very weird division that we can get into yeah. throughout the offseason. But one more football Sunday for us. That's why we're all here right now. Super Bowl Sunday in Super Bowl 56. And Megan and I were chatting yesterday when she got here to L.A. from Las Vegas. And we're looking at some of the fun props that you have yeah. out there for Super Bowl 56. Not the ones that you can bet every week. Not a rushing yards prop or a passing yards prop. You can do that any weekend sure. on the FanDuel Sportsbook. So let's have some fun. And one that stands out to me is the shortest touchdown to be scored on Super Bowl Sunday. Over, under, one and a half yards. Megan Payton. How do you handicap that market? Under all day. Oh, we're, under, are we going to see a sneak? Under, I am we're going to see a sneak. Okay. Uh, ben, if you look at the last 22, in the last 32 years, 22 of them have been exactly one yard. So why not? And wow. by the way, five of the last six years have been exactly one yard. This, to me, is probably one of the best prop bets that you can take this Super Bowl Sunday. I love the under. And this is a game where we keep talking about taking the over in a right. lot of situations. Right. This one's the under. I was not expecting you to break out that much previous trend work in your handicapping there. <laughs> I thought we were just going to discuss fullback dives, <laughs> no, maybe a QB sneak. 32 Super Bowls in the sample size there from Megan. 22 of the last 32 under one and a half yards. That means a one-yard touchdown. And that's where the juice is right now at minus 138. If you think it's over one and a half yards, it's plus 115. So a fullback dive, a short yeah. HB dive right up the middle as well. That's all about establishing the run. And you can also bet on the first play of the game offensively for either of the two sides. So, Megan, do you think it's a run or a pass? It's a run. It's a run. They, I mean, and I want to hear your thoughts on this, yeah. but I think that this game is going to start out slower than the audience wants to see. Yeah. I, you know, there, there's there's nerves. I think Sean McVay is going to let Stafford kind of settle in yep. before he lets him start throwing the ball. And I think 
that's why I heard you guys talking about, you know, when we're going to see the most points in this game. Yeah. I think it's going to be a second. I think that first quarter they're going to need to establish the run. I was surprised to see the over-under for the first half work up to 24.5 because yeah. we talked about that market last week, and it was only at 24, and the under still had the juice, and now it's at 24.5. And, and I was like, I don't know about that because I agree with you that it will be a rushing attempt for that first play, as does the FanDuel Sportsbook. It's right. minus 144 for a rush, plus 118 for a pass so Super Bowl week is here we are looking at all these fun props out on the FanDuel Sportsbook right now if you had to use your expertise being around the NFL as much as you have what color do you think the Gatorade is going to be oh, I was thinking about this one I'm gonna go with blue okay because is that your favorite flavor of Gatorade it is okay it is so I'm a little biased here Fair. but I think you know, they're one in the Rams to win, and mm. I think, you know, we're going to go with, with some blue Gatorade. I like it. I think Sean McVay is going to be running out onto the field soaked in blue. Now, follow-up question about <laughs> your favorite flavor of Gatorade. Is it a cool blue, the darker blue, or is it a glacier freeze? It's a glacier freeze. Okay, fair you enough. you got to have the light one. The dark one, a little too strong. I like a glacier freeze. Uh, too strong <laughs> for you in the cool blue. I appreciate that. My flavor, I'm going to go with... The lemon lime, the yellow. Ooh, ooh. I, I don't know why. It just stands out to me at times. But right. I do rotate between Glacier Freeze <laughs> and Cool Blue as well. Now, next question for you as we look at the fun props out there. I don't know if it was up yet on the FanDuel Sportsbook, but at some point leading up to Super Bowl Sunday, I'm sure. The coin toss is obviously going to be the focus. If Megan Payton was calling the coin toss for Super Bowl 56, which way is she going? Tails. Why? You just you have to pick one and stick with it. So it's just like yep. I'm always gonna bet on black, and I'm always gonna pick tails. Wow, <laughs> that's all of the expertise right there. That's all of how you evaluate things. I always pick tails as well yeah. because tails never fails. Tails never fails. I, I like that. I say that every time. Every time I'm doing a coin toss in Madden, I say tails never fails. And at the worst shot, it's a 50-50 chance. So exactly. you never necessarily know. And coins have been a huge topic of conversation throughout the playoffs as we have looked at overtime in both the AFC Championship and, of course, that AFC Divisional round between the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. So on the docket for Megan this week, here at Super Bowl 56, what can we expect to follow on social media with SportsGrid? So as like Pro Bowl, we're going to be doing a lot of social media stuff, some player interviews, fan reactions. We're going to go out on the streets, the city of Angels. We're going to have a little, we're going to kind of do a remix to what you did, the uh -oh. New York New York versus L.A. Uh, we're going to see what the L.A. residents have to say about their city. Wow. Um, but a lot of fun, uh, fun stuff coming up. We're here at Radio Row, obviously, so hoping to get some fun stuff from the players and coaches coming in this week. Do you have a catchy name for that, like Benny and the Bets? Ooh. Have we come up with anything creatively in the brainstorm session so far? We have not, but mm. we need to start. We need to start brain. We got to beat. Benny Payton. and the Bets is too good. So Pay Peyton. Pay Peyton. Plays. Peyton plays. I'm all about alliteration. I like that. Yeah, you've okay. got to have you got to have the same letter. So you know, I'll start. I'll start kind of picking my brain. Peyton, what what rhymes with that? Also, Megan. Megan. Money. Money. We'll think. We have a lot of we things lot that we of, can we do. Got time. Here. I like it. I like where we're starting at the <laughs> yeah, very least here. Absolutely. For Super Bowl Fifty Six. Now, if you could meet one player this week on either the Rams or the Bengals, who would it be? Aaron Donald. Oh, okay. Aaron Donald. Um. You know, I talked a little bit about him yesterday, and, you know, I know we're not talking MVP right now. Oh, he, do you to want me, to, We Megan? can. We can. Ben. Let's pull up these I, odds pull up for the, the Super Bowl odds. MVP. He, All right. 
he's my underdog MVP because I think the Rams could absolutely win this game. Right. And Matt Stafford could easily not get the MVP award. And it's going to be a defensive game, in my opinion. Mm. And that's why I think Aaron Donald could easily be the MVP candidate. 16 to 1 right now on AD to cause a little bit of havoc. The fourth best odds Matthew Stafford plus 120, Joe Burrow plus 230, Hooper, yeah. as we call him, plus 550. But Aaron Donald at plus 1600. Plus 1,600. Plus 1,600, Megan. Baby. I like that, though. How many sacks does Aaron Donald need to have on Sunday for him to cash a Super Bowl MVP ticket? Ooh, that's a good question. I'd say I'd say three, maybe. Okay. Maybe he could have two, but I'd say he could have three. And if Matthew Stafford has you know a couple picks mm. and it's not a great game for him, it could easily go to a defensive player, and that would make the most sense, in my opinion. I like where your mind is at right now because that's what we're going to do tomorrow yeah. on the morning after. We've looked at all the prop markets, both with offense and quarterbacks and receivers and running backs. Tomorrow we go defense. Ooh. And as every father in the world would say, defense wins championships. And Megan Payton <laughs> believes that. Catch all of her work with Sports Grid across the social media channels this week. Megan, thank you. Thank you. More the morning after up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Live from Los Angeles, a Tuesday edition of the Morning After on SportsGrid. Live from the Super Bowl Media Center in downtown L.A. on the FanDuel Sportsbook set, I am Ben Stevens. A couple of days away from Super Bowl Sunday between the Bengals and the Rams. But on this Tuesday night, a huge marquee slate of college basketball. How do we get you set? Well, only in one place, in the zone. We get you set in the zone, but we give you the expertise of one of the brightest minds in all of college basketball. Joining us now, a Fox Sports College Hoops play-by-play -play announcer and the host of Big E Shootaround as well. It is John Fanta joining us here on a Tuesday TMA. He is live out in New Jersey. I am live here out in L.A., and I think both very excited for this wonderful Tuesday evening of college basketball. John, thank you so much for joining us on this Tuesday. Ben, a pleasure to be with you, and I'm very excited for this evening of college basketball. You're talking about a night in which we have three ranked versus ranked matchups in the sport. How about Illinois and Purdue at Mackey Arena, the rematch from a double overtime MLK Day Classic last month. I really expect that to be a down-to-the-wire great college basketball game between two teams that are capable of winning a national championship in Purdue and Illinois. And then you look at it. Wisconsin travels to Michigan State. Johnny Davis can will Wisconsin against anybody. Sparty looking to bounce back from a blowout loss in Piscataway at Jersey Mike's Arena. It will always be the rack to us. And UConn and Marquette yeah, tonight on, from Hartford. That's a big game as well. Man, this is the type of night that gives you a taste of March. 
And, John, before we get to this Tuesday evening slate, a couple of upsets, at least based on the odds, last night in college basketball. KU goes to Austin and takes on the Longhorns. Texas urges victorious and perhaps the most impressive upset at all. Inside Cameron last night, Virginia, with a late three from Reese Beekman, knocks off the Blue Devils. John, what stood out to you from a Monday night of college hoops? Well, let's begin with Texas. I thought that they did a terrific job of imposing their will in the paint in this game. They were able to get their post players involved from the get-go, and it made Kansas uncomfortable. Kansas wants to space you out. They want Ochai Agbaji to be the best player on the floor and to spread a defense out and make you work. But Timmy Allen and Trey Mitchell were fantastic on this night for the Longhorns. I, I thought that they just played so well together and to combine for 41 points in that win, Texas attacked Kansas. This was a Chris Beard-style yeah. game. It has taken Chris Beard time in his first year, Ben, to really implement what he wants to do with this program, but they've won four, uh, rather five of their last six games. They have really played better basketball over the last couple of weeks. And Courtney Ramey, he didn't score the basketball a ton last night. He was in single digits, but he defended. And when you combine Ramey with Marcus Carr, there's sheer level of talent and depth with Texas. And I think they're starting to find themselves here. Don't count out Chris Beard as the season goes on in terms of making a March Madness run. And then I think with Duke and Virginia, here's the biggest headliner from that game, Ben. Paolo Bancaro mm -hmm. does not score in the second half. How does that happen? How does a guy who could be picked number one or number two in the NBA draft just simply not score? You credit Virginia. Reese Bigman comes up huge for them with the game-winning three. Mm. And I thought that, that their front court, Virginia's front court, did a terrific job. If you would have told me Virginia would only make two threes last night, I would have said, no shot. You're not winning a Cameron. But Virginia took it to them. They did a really good job of getting in the paint, attacking Duke. And, John, when you think about both UVA, who has been a staple of the NCAA tournament, now seemingly rounding into form as well. They have won three straight. They have covered in three straight. And you mentioned Texas. And, John, they have stood out to me all year, the Longhorns in the first year under Chris Beard, because they had the second-best odds to win the national championship in the preseason, tied with Michigan, who has been disappointing as well, and only behind Gonzaga. So UT starting to find better play on the court. How sustainable do you think this is over this home stretch of the regular season and into the month of March? Well, we'll find out this weekend when they're heading to Waco to take on Baylor. But I think that it is sustainable in that – they're playing more of the way that Chris Beard wants his teams to play. I think what happened is Chris Beard gets a job at Texas, Ben. And he's the hottest name in terms of coaching in college basketball. So he's able to lure in transfers, and they lured him in. They brought in Marcus Carr from Minnesota. They brought in Christian Bishop from Creighton. They've brought in others as well. But I think that what, what stands out to me is Texas – is tough at home, but stylistically last night, they played a little bit differently than what I've, I've been accustomed to seeing them play. I thought they yeah. made Kansas uncomfortable. And anytime you make a Bill self-coach team uncomfortable, it's something that's worthy of, of looking at and saying, 
yeah, maybe maybe the Longhorns are a team that could be a, a quote longer shot to to get to a regional final. And then when you're in a regional final, you never know what can happen. I'm not saying that I that I think that Texas is going to go to a Final Four. I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say that. I, I think they're a second weekend team, though. I think they're good enough to make the second weekend, and I think they have enough backcourt weapons. When you combine that with Allen and with Trey Mitchell, who played as good of a game as he has all season, and the coaching of Beard. I mean, it, it wasn't long ago that Chris Beard was on the other side of that Virginia National Championship when Texas Tech was playing the Cavaliers. Yep. So I, I think we sometimes forget about what he's been capable of, what he's been able to do. And I think that Texas is a team that, as the season's gone on, they've gotten better here. And over the last three weeks, they have really, really started to find their stride. So the Big 12 picture, I think there'll be a Final Four team Oof. in the Big 12. There are a number of teams that could make it there. Baylor's in a bit of a rut right now, but they're going to get out of it, Ben. They were 15-0. and 0. They're going to be fine. The Big 12 is really, really strong. All you have to do is look at the top and see those odds to understand that this league has depth at the top yeah. in teams that could be in New Orleans. Yeah, Kansas still a heavy odds-on favorite right now at minus 185. Texas Tech, where Chris Beard came from, a very intriguing team, one of the best defensively in all of college basketball. Texas, based on the win last night, their odds slightly improving from plus 1,400 now 12 to 1 on the FanDuel Sportsbook to win the Big 12. So, John, let's move forward to tonight. You mentioned some of those top 25 clashes we have across the country. In your neck of the woods, as the host of Big East Shootaround, a Big East battle between the underdogs in Marquette that continue to win and cover basketball games against UConn. Right now, the Huskies, a six and a half point favorite on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Marquette has covered in nine straight. John Fanta, can the Golden Eagles under Shaka Smart keep it up tonight against UConn? They absolutely can. In fact, I think it's a crime that they're a six-and-a-half-point underdog in this game. This is a classic case I, I of stubbornness. Agree. It's stubbornness. It's what you believe it, it, that Marquette is. But what should be believed about Marquette is that they've won eight of their last nine games. Eight of their last nine games in a conference that could send seven teams to the NCAA tournament, the Big East. Marquette has the best player in the Big East right now, Ben, Justin Lewis. You and I both have watched yep. sports long enough to know that when you have the best player on the floor in a game, you're going to have a good chance to win. UConn right now is in a bad way. On the offensive end of the floor, the Huskies have really, really scuffled. They've got to figure things out. It can't just be R.J. Cole in that backcourt. They got to have Tyree Martin, the Rhode Island transfer, really score the basketball better. And you got to give Adama Sonogo touches from the start. But I'll tell you what, when Marquette and UConn played the first time around, Marquette did not have Daryl Morsell, the Maryland grad transfer, who's been a godsend for this team this year. He and Tyler Kolick, a George Mason transfer. And when Marquette did not have Morsell, they still gave UConn a tough game. But they lost. Shaka Smart remembers that. Marquette remembers that. They're going to give UConn a fight tonight. Marquette is not getting blown out. They're going to be in this game. And the Golden Eagles do not have enough national respect. They are going to cruise into the NCAA tournament. They are potentially going to be a five-seed, Ben. They are a dangerous, dangerous team. That, As a result of being overlooked nationally, I would ask everyone watching this show, watch Marquette. 
closely tonight. Do yourself a favor. They might not win. They might not win tonight. But, man, I look at that spread, and I'm not one to push in a ticket. I'm not allowed to. I'm not going to. But I'll tell you what. I'll help your viewers and say this. (laughs) I would not be betting against the Marquette Golden Eagles. Like you said, they've covered in nine in a row. Why would you mess with that? John, we don't jump in front of trends like that. If you don't want to bet it, fine. But do not go on the other side of UConn laying six tonight against Marquette. They have been an underdog in six straight as well. They have covered in each of those six games, booked as a dog winning outright in five of them, like they did almost a week off, John, for the Marquette Golden Eagles since upsetting Villanova for the second time this season. As you look at the Big East Conference overall, John, you mentioned seven teams potentially making the big dance in the NCAA tournament. The favorite right now on FanDuel to win the Big East, the Providence Friars. As you mentioned, a team that doesn't garner national recognition and possibly respect. I have said, John, I am fired up. I believe in this Providence team as I believe in this Marquette team. What do you make of the top of the Big East Conference as we only have about a month left here in this regular season? Well, here's what you have to take into account before anything. Providence went through a COVID pause, a lengthy one at that, and they had three games gacks from their schedule. At Creighton, at Seton Hall, home UConn. All three challenging games. But you can't, no, as we have known by the past two years, you can't control the virus. They, they got it. And I think that when you look at this team and you look at their upcoming schedule, they have to be favorite in the Big East. They have to be. Those three games are not going to get rescheduled in all likelihood, barring something absolutely wild. So for the Friars, they're in a position right now, a 10-1 in the league with a two-game cushion in the law column. And a team that's 20 games and only lost two, I don't see them losing this league regular season title. And I am fired up with you, Ben Steven. I think that they are a dangerous team. Their top six players have combined for over 600 games on the season. 600 games, uh, excuse me, on their careers. When you have a top six that has combined for over 600 games on their college careers, it speaks volumes about experience and it speaks volumes about why this team knows how to close. What do I love the most about Providence? They are 8-0 and in games decided by six points or less. So if you're looking down the road here and there's a close spread and you're unsure what to do, remember, Providence is 8-0 and in games decided by six points or less. They have an elite big man in Nate Watson. They have an Indiana grad transfer in Al Durham who's taken his game the next level. Another transfer in Jared Bynum. Notice a trend? Trend portal paying off for them. Experience, a motivated coach in Ed Cooley. I think he should be national coach of the year. A good defensive team and a team that's playing with a chip on their shoulder. I'm buying the Friars with you. They get a nice week of rest ahead of on Saturday. They should win that one too. John, great insight. We'll have more of the morning after up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back in here to the Sports Grid Network. More morning after Ben Stevens coming up live 
from L.A. in uh, Radio Row, a big game. It's uh, getting to be an awful lot of awful lot of excitement, awful lot of fun coming your way. And still much to get to coming up this hour. Prop bets, line movements uh, for the big game, not to mention uh, a full slate. Ten NBA games here tonight, seven in the NHL. And, of course, let us not forget, as you just heard, an awful lot of college hoops coming your way at uh, the big story here, guys, uh, as far as sports betting goes, I'll ask you to keep your attention on the association, the NBA, where I do think it's important that we tread extremely lightly here, especially given the fact over the last 72 hours, we have seen favorites in the NBA go 18 and one. Hard to believe, but yes, it is a chalk paradise happening right now in the NBA. And with 10 games on the card tonight, uh, going to make it very difficult and maybe even a little hesitant for those contrarian bettors looking for a dog to bet tonight in the association. I know a lot of eyes are going to be looking at the Lakers and the Milwaukee Bucks. May that be the dog that you choose well, uh, don't worry. We're going to go over all of that coming up here as the morning after live from L.A. with Ben Stevens continues. Don't forget, still much to get to here all day long as nobody will have more live coverage. Their finger on the pulse on what's happening in L.A. than Sports Grill. You've got uh, Scotty Farrell coming up this afternoon. Game time decisions. Gabe and Cam will be here. Guests. All day long, live from Los Angeles, it is certainly going to be an awful lot of fun as we get ready for the big game. And there has been some movement here. Ben Stevens will get you updated as the morning after returns on the grid. 